If you guys haven't seen our episode with Elliot Hulse, our real episode, not clickbait, check the links in the description. But with that being said, let's get on with it. Friend that was uh, warning you about uh, marriage, was he Muslim? No, I don't know what, what his religion is, but he wasn't Muslim. Right, because people without faith, that 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 is their religion. So he's giving you advice based on the religion he lives by, which is modernism, right? Secularism. And so he's giving you good advice, but not for a traditional Muslim, not, not for me and my woman and the way we live our life, right? We have a totally different set of standards. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Without further ado, let's get right into this reaction. Yo, Elliot, I'm Muslim and in a few days it's Ramadan. What can I do to make sure that I'm burning fat during these days of Ramadan so that afterwards I can look a bit more muscular? So for those of you who aren't clear as to what exactly happens during Ramadan with regard to your diet, you're not going to be eating or drinking from sunup to sundown for about a month. This is the antithesis to building a beautiful body. But you must understand why you do it because it will be the key to being the strongest version of yourself. I'm familiar with fasting for periods of time, dry fasting. I did it this year for the Baha'i fast. If you look at my uh, videos from May, you would see this is what I was doing. And although there are a few things that you can do while you are eating in order to facilitate good health, because that's what you really should be thinking about, Consider this an opportunity to clean the slate, brand new canvas, die to your old self, your old ambitions, your old hope, fears, and dreams, and desires, and grasping and needingness. That's what this spiritual fast is all about, and I'm talking to you specifically as a Muslim. Yes, building muscle and burning fat is great, but it is of the world. The reason why we fast is so that we can be anti-world, anti, like I use that word antithesis to building muscle, because building muscle has everything to do with the physicality of the world, and we fast so that we can drop physicality completely. We're so attached to the material world that our masters gave us fasting so that we can forget it for a little while. And in that forgetting, we allow our egos to dissolve. Our egos are what holds all of our hopes, fears, desires, dreams. You gotta let that go during this time. Fasting and prayer. Get the most out of your Ramadan. Not worrying and anxious about your muscle and fat. That is, that it defeats the purpose. If you're fasting and you're thinking about physicality, even though it's a spiritual act, that means you're doing it for the wrong reasons and you should just stop. You're fasting so that you can forget the muscle. You can forget the world. But it is a grand opportunity, my friend, one that we all benefit from. And that's why fasting has become so mainstream and popular because we're waking up to the things the masters have told us for many, many, many generations. In this world, we have become Batteries in the matrix, like if you've seen the movie, only difference is they don't plug us in, they get us plugged in by making mm. us consistently consume. We live in a consumer culture. You're either consuming ideas, you're consuming entertainment. That's really what I mean by ideas. Consuming entertainment, consuming food. And the only way that the matrix is going to continue to siphon your energy off of you, the world, the material world, 
is going to continue to cipher energy off of you is if you can produce money for them. And when you stop eating, you are, you are the biggest, you're, con, con, you're doing the biggest rebellious thing that you can possibly do to a structural entity within the society that is on its way out. They don't want you to fast. That's why they've been teaching us that we need to eat much and that fasting has been thrown out the window with mysticism in prayer. Who does it? There's no proof there. That's because there's no money there. Proof only goes to where they have money to get proof. Right? If I prove something that's going to make me rich, I'm going to prove the out of it. There's no proof. And you don't need it. I was watching a video about, or I was watching a documentary about fasting and how in the Soviet Union, many, many, many years ago, they were investing all this into fasting because they wanted to heal the people and they didn't want to spend so much on healthcare. And they were really making some tremendous breakthroughs with fasting. But when the regime fell and capitalism took over, there's no money in it. Mm. I'm going to invest money in a system that gets people in a, in a, in a thing, in a way of being that gets people out of the medical care system, right? You start fasting, you start, get health, start getting healthy, you're sending you to the world of medical malpractice and medicine and all that, that they do in order to make us sick mentally and physically. It's a system. That's why Muhammad, PBH, says fast. Jesus says fast. Buddha says fast. All these teachers tell us Distance yourself from the world. You keep eating processed, putting money in the system, in Babylon. I love the way the Rastas call it. Pocket. Like the Rasta. Babylon offer, Rasta refuse it. Rasta refuse to eat. That's the most rebellious thing you can do, my man, so you get to own yourself once again as a faster. Take pride, ownership. You want to be the strongest version of yourself. You want to look great because our body is a reflection of our soul? I'll tell you that. Mm. Then you take back your sovereignty by making deliberate conscious choices about what you don't put in your body during these days, right? Maybe use the fast to think about what you're not going to eat. Maybe even keep a journal of what you would have eaten, but you're not eating. Take a look at how much integrity you build. Mm. Sovereignty, meaning self-ownership you develop. Even in religions, the gifts that the masters gave us turn rancor, rotten, because we do it for the wrong reasons and we forget why they gave us these gifts, my man. So use Ramadan as an opportunity to die to the world, die to your muscular system, die to all the things that you've been told you need to be, have, do, and eat. So that at the end of it, you are a baby again. You know who grows the fastest? Babies, because they're brand new. Let Ramadan cause you to die. Be born again at the end of it and start with a clean colon, done. I would love to know where he was, like mentally and spiritually, at this point in time when he recorded this video. Because mm -hmm. the way he's expressing himself is so different. And of course, like he's 
you know, we all go through stages. He said it himself, like, you shouldn't put someone in a box. Mm. But I can just tell, like, from all the uh, content that I've seen from him through the years, because mm-hmm. I used to watch him, I used to watch him back mm. in, like, 2013. Mm. SubhanAllah. Same, bro. So it's like, to see him now, to see him back then, and then to see him in this video in particular, like, I definitely notice he's he's much softer in this particular video. So I just want to know like where he was like mentally and spiritually. Mm. But with yeah. the Ramadan being just around the corner, guys, he's right, you know. And mm. everything he's saying as a non-Muslim, bro, may Allah guide him because he's on it, man. He's on the truth with you know all the information, the limited information that he has. He's still on the truth, bro. In terms of Ramadan being the perfect detachment to the dunya. Yeah. And let's just let's just kind of clear a few things up. Oh, the masters thing. Huh? Him saying masters when there's just one master. Okay, well that that as well. But what I'm referring to is the fact that during Ramadan, like you can lose fat and you you will lose fat if you are smart about it. See, because mm. when you drive fast, um, your body goes into a state of dehydration, right? Because you're not drinking any water. You're not eating any food. When your body enters a state of dehydration, it actually starts to, you know how you go into autophagy? Mm-hmm. So when you fast for about 24 hours, your body goes into autophagy, which is basically uh, only the strongest cells survive. You know so what that happens? the strong uh basically like preservation yeah preservation but bro it's because we're dehydrated because we have yeah. no water which is h2o in the body well no i mean if you water fast it does the same thing you enter autophagy but do you know why autophagy is much stronger on dry fasting uh well i was gonna get to it but go ahead bro. now you tell me bro i mean i might i might not be saying it fully so go ahead so basically, our bodies are made of water, right? 70% of water. Mm-hmm. And we got to drink a lot of water. When you don't drink water in Ramadan, you're in a deprived state of H2O, water. Yeah. So what your body literally does, as Anha was saying, is it literally creates its own water. A lot yeah. of people don't know this, but our bodies literally produce water ourselves. SubhanAllah. Not external drinking water, you know, like my bottle over there. But our bodies create the purest form of water by ourselves h2o it comes from fat or body fat because fats are loaded with hydrogen and carbon right there's a lot of hydrogen bonds so it literally breaks that off and produces water in the offset what it breaks from is the fat so it literally oxidizes all of this fat bro and you shed it just like on how saying exactly exactly so for someone to ask oh how can i lose fat in ramadan while you're doing dry fasting i think that's it's not silly but it's not a dumb question, but it's not a, a good one either, considering, like, when you're dry fasting, you are, like, burning more fat than you could ever think of. Like, one day of dry fasting is equivalent to three days of water fasting, from what mm-hmm. I researched. And um, mm-hmm. if you understand uh, the food, right, like, if you want to lose weight, if, if your goal is just to lose weight, okay, then just eat. Just eat normal, like don't eat in excess, 
when you do eat for iftar and sahur, you'll be fine. You know, because like if you just eat normal, like you're not gonna overeat. As long as you're not eating like super super highly palatable foods that taste amazing, because um, then it, it becomes very easy to overeat. You know, if you got that, you got that baklava, you got that bus basa, mm-hmm. whatever it's called. Mashallah. But what I'm trying to get at is that if you wanted to like maintain the muscle that you had, and you wanted mm-hmm. to lose the fat and be more muscular, like it's all doable. You just and you can do it without like overloading your system, right? Like for iftar, you you, know, you can break it with the dates. Then you can do like a little bit of food. And um, for sohor, you do like a, a shake and you, you mix all the things in the shake where you have basically enough calories and all that stuff. But that's, that's to say, if you want to do that on top of the whole spiritual journey as well. Mm. So I think, you know, Elliot was onto something for real, for real, but you can do both. At the yeah. same time during Ramadan, you know, if you're smart about it. I agree, bro. There's a huge misconception, bro. And I, I speak about this with my clients, bro. A lot of people don't know me and you. We do online coaching, bro. Shameless plug. But, you know, fidfit.com and on hell with two ways.com if you want to take your fitness to the next level. And I always have the same conversation with my clients during Ramadan. They always have these, they always have this preconceived notion that you got to pick between dunya or akhirah, you know, Ramadan or sacrifice your physique, kind of like what Elliot Hulse was saying. And although I will say for some people it's binary, most people it's not. You don't have to sacrifice your physique. For most of my clients, you can come out of Ramadan in a better physique than when you started it. Losing fat, gaining muscle, and everything else, and being healthier. Subhanallah. The mental clarity you get is unreal. And I know you experienced that, bro, on your first Ramadan. So definitely it's possible if you want to take your journey to the next level, follow a professional like us, inshallah. But Rami, man, you've been awfully quiet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys are spinning facts, mashallah. You know, I had no room to interrupt, alhamdulillah. It was, it was very good stuff. Uh, and I was learning a lot, subhanallah. So, uh, for me in a reflective state but subhanallah first i want to acknowledge that he said pbh which i'm pretty sure means peace be upon him for the prophet sallallahu so i i do appreciate that from from the brother may allah bless him and guide him to islam honestly i genuinely hope that allah subhanahu wa guide him to islam i mean mm-hmm. but uh what he was saying about uh fasting and its benefits and they're not being proof for it actually more recently they have done a lot of studies on on fasting and they've, they've basically everything the brothers talked about, it was, you know, it was basically conducted and or experiments were conducted where they found certain results and they found the benefits of fasting and how it uh, basically detoxes the body. And, and there's so many benefits that honestly, I wouldn't do justice uh, in trying to explain. So maybe one of you guys can explain it, inshallah. But... Honestly, bro, we already made an episode last year. You remember? Oh, yeah. yeah SubhanAllah. Yeah. So I'm going to pin it up right over there in the annotation check that whole full-length episode podcast we made on ramadan and the benefits yeah yeah that was a, that was a good one that was a really good one alhamdulillah uh, and i think it was right before ramadan as well so mm-hmm. maybe we'll do a remaster this year bro mm-hmm. since we're going to remaster a lot of them yeah, yeah. we're talking about that but all the links of the studies are going to be in the description of the og podcast so make sure you watch that please forgive us for the crappy audio and the video you know we were young this was very new into the career alhamdulillah but the content was still you know cold just like always yeah yeah alhamdulillah um i just want to touch upon something that hasn't we haven't talked about yet that he mentioned the basically the consumption we are consumers we're taught to to consume 
and you can call it a byproduct of capitalism or, or um, a byproduct of liberalism because capitalism gets us to really basically go into this rat race on one end, try and make all this money. On the other end, also try and spend all this money uh, to get all these material items and everything. And if you look at liberalism, it tells us to maximize our, our pleasure, a lot of the time physical pleasure. Um, so we get things that make us feel good or look good. So then we feel good or literally physically uh, pl please us, uh, whether it's food or, you know, women or men or whatever it may be. Uh, they teach us in many different ways to go and to consume in many aspects of life, whether it's movies, TV, uh, books. And I'm not talking about educational books, I'm talking about like fantasy books, video games, um, consume uh, food, consuming, you know, uh, material items that you purchase to wear, to, to flaunt, to drive, you know, all this stuff. And if you look at pharmaceuticals, uh, unfortunately, it's no different, except the need there, the demand there is a lot more severe than just wanting it, it's needing it. Uh, if you look at insulin, I think it's maybe what, 35 bucks for uh, what do they call it? Uh, I forget what it's called. Injection. Fire, you're still muted, bro. I'm muted, bro. I was saying a vial. Yeah, vial, thank you. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's addicting, bro. It goes deep, like you're saying, bro. Yeah, yeah. 35 a vial. Um, where the, I remember hearing the person who actually, or the people that invented insulin that, that or discovered it, for whatever term you want to use, uh, they only charged a dollar because he believed that people should have, you know, affordable access to healthcare and that if they need insulin, they should have access to it. Now, 35 bucks for a vial. And it, it, it's crazy. It's part of law. Some medications, bro, they cost thousands of dollars just for one uh, bottle or one um, prescription, hundreds or thousands of dollars just to live. I saw a video on TikTok of one, one woman saying her nine-year-old son, she just can't afford medication because it's 900 bucks. And like as, as progressed as we're supposed to be, that sounds pretty damn regressed to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's like that, bro. Yeah. I remember when I was going to get my eye surgery, um, they wanted to put me on these like eye drops. I think it's called like Zidra, something like that. And it, it's for like dry eyes. And they said, oh, before you get the surgery, we need you to like take this. And I was like, okay, yeah. And then when I went to the pharmacy, bro, they were like, okay, it's a thousand, a thousand, two hundred to a thousand five hundred. For eye drops. Bro, I just started laughing oh. on the spot, bro. And I, I walked away. I didn't even say that. I just walked away laughing. And I told the doc, I was like, yo, like, I'm not about to bust out a thousand something dollars just for some eye drops, just so I don't have dry eyes. And he's like, okay, okay. And he gave me samples. I was like, man, no one's going to give you me the samples from the beginning, bro. E, bro. <sighs> eye drops. That's so messed up, bro. For eye drops, bro, bro. Bro, put that into perspective. If you put that money in Bitcoin, 10 years ago, you would probably have enough to start a whole civilization on an island right now. Yeah. No cap. But you want to buy some some drops of chlorinated. Don't even get me started, bro. This is ridiculous. Yeah. But alhamdulillah, bro. After speaking to the brother um, yesterday and you getting your vision back 2020, how do you feel, bro? How much of a blessing it is, is it to have perfect vision, bro? 
Yeah, I'm very grateful. I'm very oh, grateful. Alhamdulillah. 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 Rami, bro, any other thoughts? No, that basically sums it up. All right, then. All right. طيب, with that being said, Allahumma atina fi dunya hasana wa fi al-akhirati hasana wa kina adhaab inar. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam. I think there's another thing too. It's it's the perseverance aspect too. Like we're more willing to stick through with things that we set out with an intention. It's impossible to have empathy for others if you're not patient. So may Allah bless you for that. First of all, I agree with the fact that the whole thing you said about friends, where it's like if, if they're affecting you more than you're affecting them, then you should probably get some new friends. You want to be investing stocks, shares, bonds. You want to be investing in crypto because there's this thing called inflation, which means every year that passes by, the value of a dollar goes lower and lower and lower. And the reason being is because they're printing more money, right? That's why money is haram. At least the paper money is haram. Provided that you're actually there and you're being a good father and the mother's being a good mother, best conditions. And behind the mic, Hamza, Andreas, Zortzis, we will go in with our final three with brother Anhel, inshallah. Inshallah, bismillahirrahmanirrahim. It's not just a responsibility on you. It's a responsibility on all the children, especially your father. In our private area is very elastic. And yeah, if you go too fast, the skin will literally crease up into like the edge of like the little clipper things. And you will literally clip your skin. You don't want to be on YouTube or the internet or anything. That, that amount of time, but it's, it's the, the fact is that's what we're doing.